This is episode 62 with CEO of MindCore IT Solution Services, Matt Rosenthal. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. And today we have Matt Rosenthal, who is the CEO of MindCore Technologies. And so he provides clients with creative and transformative technology solutions that have a meaningful impact on their business's success. Uh, And he also prides himself on being a trusted advisor to his clients to help their businesses succeed across all avenues. So again, super blessed to have Matt Rosenthal on the show. Matt, welcome to Pencil Leadership. Hey, how are you? Uh, listen, first of all, I want to tell you, I- I'm so grateful that, um, that you, you're having me on. I appreciate that you feel blessed, but uh, anytime I have an opportunity to, to just really uh, talk with anybody and, uh, and just share my stories and uh, ultimately help people, and I yeah. think that this is about reaching people and just giving, you know, sharing stories and, and guidance and knowledge. Um, to me, I- I'm just grateful. You know, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's a great opportunity. So thank you. I love it. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, and and on that note, I would love for you to kind of just share a little bit about your journey, whatever you you feel comfortable to share, just sure. so people know a little more about you. Absolutely. So the, um, you know, working backwards, I'm in IT. And as you guys know, that uh, we help businesses with IT strategy and business strategy. But, you know, what it's really about and what the journey has been about beyond just helping businesses is like serving other people. And for me, going back to, to my childhood, you know, and everything that I've ever done, whether it be working as a uh, you know, camp counselor for, for eight summers as a teenager or, you know, continuing on through high school and, and, and through my, uh, my college years and into any business, everything that I've ever done and been involved in has been truly about service. Um, it's always been about helping other people, um, there's been, I spent 15 years as a volunteer firefighter and there's a, a certain way to look at volunteering, which is, you know, you do things for other people to help other people expecting nothing in return. So for me at the core of MindCore, no pun intended, and at the core of everything that I do, it's, it really is service to others and how can, you know, how can I, and how can we improve other people's lives, other people's experiences, and, you know, even beyond that, how can we, how can, can I be a mentor? You know, I've made it, we'll talk about it. I'm sure I've made a lot of mistakes. There's been a lot of failures over the years. And really that is more valuable than any, any MBA that I have or any education that I have. So while I've had an interesting journey and there's probably a book or two in there, um, it's the lessons that I've learned and the, the underlying, you know, spirit of gratitude, joy, happiness, and tying that into delivering a service now today, currently to all of our clients and everybody you know, that we look forward to working with and helping in the future, where if we can take technology and we can line it up with business strategy and be able to help any business owner really just reach their goals, reach their potential um, by using process, by using workflow, by, by using uh, mentoring, understanding, it's the combination, you know, the confluence of all of that together that really impacts other people. And so that's what it is for us. It's, uh, and for me, it's really about having an impact on other people's lives. And along the way for me, there were definitely a handful of people that 
I can look back on now and say, wow, they really were mentors. They really intentionally or unintentionally impacted my life and impacted the trajectory of, of everything that, that has happened and is probably going to happen. So I know it's kind of broad, but but it really is all about service um, to others. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and I'm right there with you. I love serving others, I think, is is what it's all about. I mean, it's about other people and what we can bring to them. And uh, so thank you for sharing that. And I'm excited to dive into just this topic of technology and processes and how that can help us solve business uh, problems and issues. So um, I guess what are some of the big issues you see people have in their businesses that technology really can help solve? There, there's a, there's a few that come to mind, right? And before yeah. I listen, and I'll give you, for example, cybersecurity, okay. I mean, everybody knows that's a, that's top of mind. Yeah. Uh, work at home now is top of mind. Uh, working remotely before was, was important. Uh, but now it's become the way, but if you just take that up, like go 10,000 feet above that, uh-huh. there's, a, there's an underlying issue. An underlying issue right. is that most business owners, and it's not, you know, it's not, a, it's not a negative thing. It just is what it is. They look at technology as something that you don't want to spend money on. So mm. the biggest problem that I, I've come across throughout my entire career is when business owners or business leaders go to budget for technology, they're really not sitting back and saying, what are the goals of the business? What's our five-year, one, three, five, 10-year plan? Um, you know, what is our revenue targets? Where do we want to be more efficient and productive? And then having the most important person at the table, which is your technology advisor, in that conversation so that you can have that alignment, right? So they're looking at it as, as a line item that you want to spend as little as possible. The biggest problem that I run up against, and still, I mean, I brought it up until yesterday, yeah. is business owners who they want everything to, to just to just work. They want these great solutions. They want streamlined turnkey, but they don't want to budget for it. Uh. Which I understand. Look, the bottom line is it comes out of the owner's pockets. Um, but if you look at it from a different perspective, investing in your business, ultimately it lands on the bottom line. It, it takes time right. and there's ROI you figure out, but that is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is a, a lack of really, really believing that your investment in technology is actually going to increase your revenue and, and improve your company. Okay. If people were to invest in technology, where should they invest in? Biggest problems right now, like I said, cybersecurity uh, is a must. You know, you, you you have insurance on your house in case it burns down. You have insurance on your car. You got to have a cybersecurity posture. You have to have a plan. Um, infrastructure and not necessarily the office infrastructure, but could be cloud, you know, it could be like what infrastructure okay. best suits your needs for your company's growth, scalability, and really to service your own clients. And so they can rely on you and they can really have faith that you're going to service them and you're not going to be impacted by a power outage or a virus or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you really, you really need to be aware that the infrastructure you have in place probably going forward is not suited to meet your business's needs. So that's a problem that we see a lot. And what happens is people want to really get as many miles as they can out of what they have. Right. It was back to my initial point. It's like, okay, but is that getting you the most for your business? True. Um, the other, you know, what the other thing could be the other thing actually could be training. Mm. And what I mean by that is end user training. Um, it does tie into cybersecurity and, and phishing scams and, and things like that, but making sure your employees understand the technology and they're on board with it and that they're, 
um, they're respectful of it, but they also see how to use it in a way that is also maximizing their productivity. Okay. It's an interesting thing that gets overlooked. And when we look at where people lose productivity, a lot of times it's not the technology's fault. It's really the end users who unknowingly have a lot of like sort of quote unquote downtime because they just have a problem with Microsoft Word and they spend an hour messing around with it or waiting for a help desk phone call back. And, you know, if you add all that up, if you don't have a system in place to track that and to really know where the trends are and who needs training, you could lose hundreds of hours a month. I mean, a year in yeah. that productivity. So yeah. uh, it's a lot, it's a long list, but it all goes back to business strategy and, and IT strategy. You know, you have to yeah. have somebody at the table who can give you the advice on how to look at all these things. Absolutely. I think that's key. And I think technology are, is looked at from almost two perspectives, like good and evil. Uh, do you think there's a gray? Do you think it, it, I mean, or do you think it is just really a, a good thing for everybody? Well, is there a gray? Well, cause I, I know some businesses that still do everything yeah. pen and paper and things like that. And it, it, seems, like that. it seems like they're kind of getting left and they're not growing the way they should. So. You know what? I'm seeing that the, those people you're referring to tend to be uh, generational. <clears throat> so we have some firms that, you know, there's some uh, some of the founders, let's say, of some of these firms. They definitely don't want to embrace the new technology and they're fine and they're getting the job done. But technology is your friend. Yeah, it's um, it's it's it only works against you when when you're afraid of it mm. or when you just don't really know how to, how to leverage it. You know, it, but it right. really it's. I mean, it's not a matter anymore of is technology your friend. Technology is is a hundred percent guaranteed if you use it well and properly, and you put a plan together, and it makes sense and it supports yep. your business. It's going to make everything so much easier and so much more streamlined and so much simpler. And um, again, at the end of the day, it's it's about productivity. If we're talking about businesses, yep. it's productivity and um, and servicing your clients. So yeah. you, technology. Look, if you buy the wrong piece of software, I have clients that do this. They'll, they'll kind of, I'm, I'm a trusted advisor, but at times they don't want to take my trusted advice. I understand. <laughs> they cost too much money. You know, to, my advice is you should buy this CRM. And then they're like, well, no, we found this one and I respectfully disagree. And then I'll help them implement the wrong one. And uh, a year later, this happened two days ago, actually, they'll come to me and say, yeah, you know, this thing didn't work so well. <laughs> and it seems like, and I have to say, listen, why don't we look at some other alternatives now that really support your business now? And, and, and Sometimes it takes people a little while to figure it out, but it is your friend if you're open to it and you're not afraid of it and you will listen to the advice of people who really understand how to, how to see it's about alignment. It's it's align the technology and the business. Yep. If you use it like that, it's, there's no way it's, it works against you. It just doesn't. Exactly. It's like what we're doing right now. I mean, virtually talking about a topic. I mean, if, if I was to do all my episodes, interviews in person, one, now I can't do it with everything going on. And two, it's just productivity would be, it would be, it would cost you much to travel everywhere. And it just, this opens up so many more doors to be able to connect with people. And so, yeah, I, I think technology um, utilized correctly with the right understanding is, is such a good asset uh, to have and to implement. So starting out, like where would you suggest, like someone's just kind of getting into starting their own business entrepreneur wise, and they're trying to figure out what are what do they actually need to start with? Like, do they need to start with like a, a invoice, like a Inuit taxes or whatever program, or like what does it need starting out technology wise? What are the big must haves? 
if somebody's starting a business and needs tech or somebody starting a tech business? Somebody who's starting a business. So like, like a, a success in lifestyle coaching, like they're just starting this business that they're gonna have to connect with people. Hmm. What would you say, or maybe some, some good technologies that they can utilize? Yeah. So I'm going to assume that whoever this is, we're talking about, they have a, a business plan. They, they, mm -hmm. they kind of know what their, what their goals are. They've got yeah. uh, funding, you know, to invest. And, and, and so, yeah, they, they need a good accounting um, package, yeah. but that accounting package has to live somewhere and you got to begin with like the okay. bigger picture in mind. So yep. with the bigger picture in mind, let's make it up. Let's say it's a lawyer, you know, um, it's, it's a, a Lawyers leaving a firm, starting his own firm, has a couple partners because I get calls like this every so often. Okay, hey, what do we need? Well, you got you, what you really need is to tell me where you see yourself in five years. So, gotcha. okay, so in five years, you want to have 20 attorneys and X amount of paralegals. Awesome. So, we need to build something that's going to be scalable to support your growth. Yep. Granted, you're taking a risk, you're starting a business, and your growth may never happen, mm -hmm. but we got to still build this with the end in mind. Okay. So, at this point, the first thing you want to do is you want to find a good cloud platform. I, there's, there's no reason I would never recommend at this point buying hardware and putting a server in your office. Yeah. I don't like technical, but you get a good cloud platform. And even with that, make sure it's you want a business friendly, like proven platform and mm -hmm. want that to be something where you're working with. Actually, I skipped over the most important part. You got to find this, an IT partner to work with. Okay. You yeah. need this on your own. Yeah. So you find an IT strategist who understands business. Okay. So you come, you find me, you call me, Hey, here's my business plan. Here's what I want to do. Right. Awesome. Now we say, okay, do you want to go into Amazon or do you go on, you want to go into Azure? Here's the pros and here's the cons. Here's how the experience would be. Here's how you'd work remotely here. So we go through all that. Once you have your foundation, well, what do we need to put in there? Oh, right. Awesome. Microsoft office 365. Great. You need QuickBooks? Great. That lives in there. Yep. And we kind of create this custom soup that meets okay. just what your needs are. Okay. And every one of those pieces of that, that soup, they're all scalable, right? So okay. you can yeah. one user, five users, it doesn't matter, but you can go up to a thousand users. Gotcha. That's important to, again to begin with the end in mind. Yep. Um, I mean, if you're a legal, if you're a law firm, so maybe you need something like PC law. That's what a lot of lawyers use. Okay. Um, fine. So we work with you guys or somebody work with you guys to contact them. You get that piece of software set up. You make sure you have good support on it because you're going to need it. And, you know, aside from that, there's the nuts and bolts. You need some hardware. So we got a budget for your laptops. Right. And your, your office firewall and how everybody's going to work from home. You think mm -hmm. about spam. You think about antivirus. You think about multi-factor authentication so that, you know, there's the, you're, you're secure when you're logging in. This is all like a pretty typical streamlined like package of what you want to do when you start something up. You think about your domain, you think about your website. Right. Um, you could think about search engine optimization if you want people to find you. This mm -hmm. is all part of that that strategy. And you might want to roll that out in phases. And that's kind of how we do it with people. Okay. So here's your here's your your startup. Here's your, you know, Q1, Q2. You know, you can kind of ramp some of the things up. Um Really, once you have that and you're mobile too, you want to make sure that you have the right mobile devices, the right tablets or iPads or phones, whatever it is going to support your business. Yeah. But with that, it sounds simplified, oversimplified, but it's really not. It actually is that simple. If you have somebody that knows what they're doing, it's a project plan. You just kind of put the tasks on there and you just start the thing up. And um, the main thing is that 
that you as a business owner who wants to start your business, you have, you're going to be focusing on all the business aspects, all the marketing, all the sales, right? Uh, relationship management. You have no time to think about technology. You get one shot to pick the right partner to get this set up for you correctly, who becomes your partner that you stay with for years. Right. And I have many clients um, that, that are like this. I, mean, I have a PR firm that is one of the largest in the country. And they started out with um, a, the original owner left a major PR firm, started her own firm and had 10 people with her. And she came to me and said, can you set this up? Well, we built their beginning, their infrastructure. This is 12 years ago, wow. knowing that they were going to get up to a hundred people at some point. Right. And so I guided her and helped her with strategy every single step of the way on IT to this day where they still, you know, it's, they've evolved. Things evolve every four or five years, but that's another good point. Whoever, and as you're doing this, you're, you know you're going to evolve as a business and you might have right. a one, three, five-year plan. Well, what do you do when you get to three years? Okay, now you do the one, three, five-year plan again, right? So you, okay. you got to have a partner who understands strategy and business. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of information, but if no, you, if you, I'll tell you what mistake people could make, and I see it all the time. You pick a one-man band mm. as an IT provider because they're, they're the cheapest option, but they usually have another job, so it's not their full-time gig. Or they are a one-man or two-man shop or three-man shop for a reason that tells you something. They haven't been able to evolve themselves. So how can you trust them to help you evolve your own business? They don't understand business. Mm. These are things you have to think about when you're starting your own business. You got to choose the right provider. No, that's a great. Those are great points. Absolutely, and I think, and I think it's important to have someone like that because it could get so overwhelming uh, with everything else that they have to do starting a business, and so. it will. And, and I know you, so you mentioned the IT plat- partner obviously is a good start, but if someone's looking for, I know you mentioned the um, accounting package in the cloud platform, are, th- are there things that you see that are better as far as like accounting packages and cloud platforms, one versus the other? Uh, accounting packages, I, I, I wouldn't want to speak to. I can tell you that we've used QuickBooks forever. It works yeah. for my business. It's totally scalable. Most of our clients even the, the largest ones use QuickBooks. Yeah. Uh, when you get to be either a certain size or you're in a certain um, niche, uh, like one of my clients is a, is a like national roofing company. Well, they use roofing software and the roofing software has accounting built into it. Gotcha. Uh, I have um, some of my law firm clients use the, the uh, billing software that's built into their legal software. Okay. So, but if you just needed an accounting package, I have yeah. experience. And I've run other people's companies prior to having my own. QuickBooks has always been great. Okay. It's reliable. It's people use it for a reason. Um, it's it interfaces well with APIs, like with connections to other software. So okay. pretty good. Awesome. First cloud goes, that's a that's a whole that's a whole <laughs> podcast in itself. Right. The like the top two providers out there, I might uh-huh. get yeah, I might get yelled at. You might get some comments for what I'm gonna say, but they're they're Amazon and Microsoft. There's okay. a lot of other people playing catch up. Amazon was definitely ahead of Microsoft, but frankly, I you know I keep investing more in Microsoft stock every week. <laughs> um, they, they've got it. They've really got it. And um, although we use Amazon primarily, we're beginning to use more Microsoft. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's I can I can give you a battle card that has like on the left side is Amazon, the right side is Microsoft, and you can say what's better, what's worse, right. It's hard to say now because they're both really good. Yeah, I I might be redundant, but I'm going to bring it back to what matters. You can go with Amazon. You can go with Microsoft. Neither of them are going to actually give you the solution. 
Right. They're going to give you the um, the RAM. They're going to give you. They're going to give you the resources, the storage. They're going to give you the infrastructure. Yeah. That's what you're buying is infrastructure as a service. They're going to give you the email. They're going to give you all these tools. It's like it's like your general contractor coming to your house, opening up his toolbox, and dumping it in your living room and saying, "Here you go." Like, what are you going to do with it? Right. You, 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 so you have to have somebody that actually can understand your business, know what you need, then engineer, fabricate the solution for you that fits your business. And whether it's Amazon or Microsoft, it doesn't matter. They're both good solutions. Um, but you might have a preference. If you want to be a Microsoft shop, pick Microsoft. Right. If you want to be Amazon shop, pick Amazon. It's how you use those. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that they're, they're fabricated to actually suit your needs. Okay. So like what we do for people is we have somebody we were speaking with yesterday who is very unhappy with their current provider. Um, they're going to switch to us and they wanted us to immediately get out involved in a cloud project. Well, we can't do that because we have to get in and work with you for a month. We have to really turn over every stone, make sure we step on every landmine and then be able to turn around to you in a month and say, here's your roadmap for a cloud migration. Here's your cloud right. journey. And once we do that, we'll look at it and say, yeah, we're, we're comfortable with Amazon and we use something called Citrix, right? That right. combination, we're comfortable with that. It works wonderfully. And so we'll give it the pros and cons of that. And we'll integrate Teams. Teams is great for collaboration. And we'll integrate Office 365 for email. And that whole like combination of, of, um, of products together, they really can kind of give you a bulletproof business technology platform. Okay. It doesn't, it's not that I'm right or wrong. It's just that that's what we've seen works. And the general consensus is, yeah, it pretty much is what's, it's the best thing out there right now. Cool. You know, that's awesome. No, I think it, and again, yeah, just kind of, it reiterates, it's always good to have somebody guiding you in, in things you don't know. Right. Um, so what, what would you say people starting out and you might've answered these already kind of like the, or things you've learned, I guess, along your IT journey, either way some of the biggest mistakes or stumbling blocks people come upon, but besides trying to do it on their own. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's the best education you're going to get is your stumbling blocks and your mistakes. Yeah. Um, lesson. So one lesson that I would definitely advise is don't be uh, ashamed or don't be afraid to ask for advice. Right. Mm. So, to this day, I have people that I surround myself with who are trusted advisors. So don't go it alone. Get a trusted yeah. advisor. Uh, and by the way, choose somebody who's successful. Yeah. Don't find a trusted advisor who thinks they know what they're doing. But if you look at what if you look at them, their life and their business, you know, their life might not be successful <laughs> uh, personally and their business might not be successful. So they might be the nicest person in the world. and They might be fun to go play golf with. But that is not your trusted advisor. Right. Find somebody who's, who really understands business. It doesn't have to even be your business and surround mm-hmm. yourself with like four or five of those. Um, I did not do that early on, but I began to just organically, I had a gut feeling and I began to do it thankfully early enough. And mm-hmm. I, I always had those trusted advisors that would um, really fill me up with really good ideas. Um, excuse me. I had one advisor who is to this day, still a great friend of mine, very successful business guy said to me, I was about to uh, do my first merger back in 2014. He's like, listen, you don't want business partners. He's like, I'm telling you, don't ever have a business partner. And uh, 
I, I understood his reasoning, and but I made a strategic decision to 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 do a, a merger with somebody. Ended up yeah. having a business partner. I ended up doing another two acquisitions, and then in the end, it turned out that he was right. However, the journey I took, which was full of mistakes, full of drama, and full of you know partner issues, it was one of the best mistakes I ever made. Hmm. Right, because I learned a lot along the way. I ended up buying all the partners out. I'm the only owner of the company now, and I, the lessons I learned through that, um, and the, the time, the pain, you know, and some yeah. suffering, they're invaluable lessons that now I I pass on to friends of mine who are business owners who are about to go through the same struggles. Yeah. So while you have mentors that will give you advice, you still have to make your own decisions. The other thing I'll say is, don't get emotionally hooked on on an idea. Okay. Be creative and get all your information and, and, and you know, know what you're doing when, you, when you're going to make a decision, but you got to know when to pivot. Mm. But don't get stuck on something. You know, if you, if you buy a stock at 30, it's down to 20. And don't hold on to that emotionally and say, oh, I'm going to wait till it comes back to 35. Sell it and move on. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and so one of the things that I'm actually best at is I have no fear of pivoting. I pivot all the time. The people that work with me, sometimes it drives them nuts because we'll be doing something. We're going like full speed this way. And I'll say, no, stop. It's been six months. This is not working. We've invested X amount of dollars in it. Fine. Right. Investment was a lesson learned. I just got another education. We're going this way. Yeah. And um, not, I'm not always right. I'm not always wrong. But you go with your gut, but you got it. You, you have to be able to pivot. Yeah. Um, and I learned along the way, the times when I didn't listen to my gut and I didn't pivot or I didn't go with my gut, um, that usually didn't turn out right. Mm. And there's a reason why you have a gut instinct. Yep. You've got instinct because your mind is connected to your body. Yep. And subconsciously, your mind knows through all your years of being on this earth when something just doesn't make sense and it's subconscious and that's called wisdom. Mm. And when you when your wisdom kicks in, it sends a signal to your stomach and something don't feel right. You have a right. gut instinct, okay? Yeah. If, if something doesn't seem right, it's not right go with it. And I'll give you a great example of what that might be. There's plenty of times where I'll write an email and I write the email in the wrong mindset. Mm. Maybe I'm a, little, I'm a little upset. Yeah. I learned a couple of years ago to send that email to myself. I feel better after I sent it. I got it. <laughs> I got it out of me. I got it through me. Yep. I leave it in my inbox. The next day I'll read the email and I'll be like, Oh my God, thank God. I did not send that right. out. What was I thinking? Yeah. Well, my gut instinct. I knew like, yeah, you know what? I better not send this. How many people send off the nasty grams? And it's like you start wars. Like, yep. So an important piece of advice is trust your gut. Um, no, it's so important. I, and yeah. I think it's true. If we listen to those kind of instincts and, and having the advisors help because they're going to impart wisdom on us. And, and then that kind of grows our own wisdom. Right. To have those instincts. So have those reactions uh, and be able to make uh, smarter choices. Uh, at least the best of our ability. I think that's, and it, and it all ties together. And so, um, yeah, just so much, so much good taken away from this. It's because I mean, it and technology is just becoming more and more, more prevalent. And it's going to continue to do that, I think, and, and be implemented into even more of our lives. And Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you, where do you see technology? I'm curious going, do you see any like big changes coming in the future from your perspective? Listen, I'm a believer in Elon Musk, man. I think that, <laughs> that he really is right on with AI. AI is here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the next five years, I don't know what we're going to see, but I mean, we're right. definitely going to see the automation, um, yeah. the cars, the self. We're going to see Amazon. They're already doing it, dropping deliveries with drones. But the you know the the, the speed at which things are going to be changing. I don't know that it's going to be like overnight for business because businesses tend to move slowly and, and we yeah. see how long it took people to adopt cloud, but the, the way technology, even going to the airport and, you know, I go to the airport now and I just do the retinal scan for something called clear and I'm like, boom, I'm yeah. through, you know, it, it's like, well, that happened overnight. It didn't, wow. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. It's probably been around forever. <laughs> right. it, it just hit the consumers. It just hit yep. the public. So, I mean, God, I can only imagine, you know, when you have, um, what's his name? Is it Charles Branson? The guy from, uh, oh, Virgin- yeah. Richard, Richard. Richard Branson. Branson. Mm-hmm. So he's going, um, you know, he's, he's, I think his goal is to go to the Mars. And, yeah. and these guys are real beyond innovators. They're disruptors. I mean, these, these yeah. guys made their money and they're, they're looking to impact humanity. So yeah. where are we going? I just, I wish I knew. I, you know, right. Bill Gates could tell you and, and, and th- those guys can tell you, but for us, Look, I mean, it looks like I'm a, lot, I'm a lot older than you, but I can remember when we, uh, it wasn't that long ago where we weren't carrying a cell phone. Right. And, or when we, we were carrying a cell phone, it was a Blackberry, which was what, 12 years ago. And, and you know, they, they couldn't do anything. So in a short period of time, these things have taken over our lives. Yep. And it's like, now, if you look at what the next five years is going to be, it's, it's mind blowing to even contemplate what we're going to, things are going to be like in five years. Yeah, um, I have kids. You know, I have a twelve-year-old, a nine-year-old. I look at them, and I'm like, my God, they don't know life without technology, right? And um, what is it going to be like for them in five years? But my daughter does. Um, she does math that I can't even help her with because the school <laughs> system is ridiculous with how they teach kids math now. So she'll ask me for help, and I'll be like, Why don't you just do this? And she's yeah. she'll be like, So the other night we were doing something. I'll tell you really quick. And she was trying to figure something out. I said, Why don't you just take out your phone and use a calculator? She's like, Well, we can't do that. And I'm like, how absurd it is that you can't use your phone for a calculator. Yeah. And there's no real world scenario where everybody doesn't have a phone with a calculator where you wouldn't use your calculator. Yeah. Yet the school, rather than teaching them to leverage the technology is, and I understand why you want the people to understand in their minds yeah. how to process things, but not like some basic stupid equation. You could just do faster on a phone. Right. And uh, so I look at them and I'm like, I think to myself, wow, you know, in five years when they go to college, how different things are going to be and how fast things are changing. Yeah. Um, work at home, people, you know, going back to is technology good or evil? Up until a year ago, people were still sort of like apprehensive and afraid to work at home because they were afraid that they couldn't control their employees and couldn't look at productivity. Right. And all of a sudden we have COVID-19 and. Uh, everybody is working at home and who knows if we're ever yep. going to go back to a work in the office model. And now everybody wants to know how fast we can go to collaboration um, and, and work at home and cloud models. And that's the conversation. And so you have probably a year of, of that ahead of us. Like all these yeah. companies weren't keeping themselves current, have a year ahead of them probably of really getting themselves to the reality of like, okay, now we have to work at home. We embrace it. Oh, and by the way, all of our fears weren't true. We can work at home fine. Yep. You know, so I jumped around a little bit on you, but oh, um, I, I think it's in, I think you pretty much summed it up because we don't know, but like, there's so much possibility. I always, yeah. I think it's interesting. I always go back to like when I robot with Will Smith came out that movie yeah. and like now we're seeing some of that technology and stuff come about. And I'm like, they had to have known about that. Like these movie people, no offense to them. Like they had to have some sort of inkling of this stuff. 
I think they know. Back then. And I'm like, so what are they working on now that no one has any clue about that's going to be coming out in like the next 10 years technology wise? I'm like, it's just going to be a medically like it's going to, it really can do medically, a lot. Unbelievable. So I love technology. Yeah. I think in the right hands used for the right reason, obviously I think it can be such a big benefit. And I think it is uh, that we're seeing today. So I'm, it's exciting to see how it's going to continue to grow and, and be able to help people. Look, it's going to help people as long as it's not used for, for bad. And we know right. that people can use technology oh, for sure. Bad. Yep. Um, you can put a chip in somebody to monitor their 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 vitals, but you can yep. use that same chip to track where they are. Yep. Maybe tracking where somebody is isn't the best thing in the world. There's right. a lot of positives to it, but it, there's just negatives to it. So yeah. there's the ethical and moral side of of the use of technology, which yeah. is an interesting topic. Yeah, it is really is like because so my background was within health and wellness and stuff, and so I would research topics of like them. Uh, finishing a birth of a lamb in an external embryonic sac that they created. So they were able to control the temperature and everything of this uh, embryonic sac for this lamb to develop and be birthed in. And I'm like, now we're getting some matrix stuff right here. Like, yeah, <laughs> really? like all, and it, it's, it goes back to like the, it's just crazy. Like you, I never thought that I'd see stuff like that. And already I'm only 29 seeing that stuff kind of, I'm like, Whoa, like, yeah. 20 more years. What in the world is it? Literally, what is what is it going to be? Unimaginable. It really yeah. is unimaginable. It's yeah, really, it's not like you know. You'll be here to see it. I'll be here to see it. Um, but my God, it's, it's really unimaginable. Um, you've seen Terminator, right, with Schwarzenegger? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So those. It's funny because that movie. I, I think it came out when I, in the eighties. I remember. I think I was like eleven or twelve when it came out. But um, I saw a video online a few weeks ago where they have these robots that are completely agile, um, completely intelligent. They look like those uh, robots from that movie. And it's it's spooky almost that they would even make the thing look like the, the robots in Terminator. Like, could you make yeah. it look like something else? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're, they're real. It's, it's real stuff. I mean, yeah, and like the external, uh, the external robotic systems to help people who are paralyzed and like, the the super suits yeah. for like military like so they yeah. have more strength like it's like yeah it's fascinating and i try to see what good will come i try to focus on the good that'll come you have to oh you know? i should be scared you'll be scared yeah. to get the good so, but no i think this is you i think technology is huge so i think the biggest takeaway is guys find find an it partner someone you can work with to get you on the right level to get you the right systems in place. So you're not way behind as technology changes. That's, that's what I personally yeah. took away from it. And I think that's huge uh, for sure. Um, but Matt, thank you again for being on the show today. We really appreciate it sharing your perspective and, and uh, expertise on technology and how that fits within our businesses. Um, before we go though, I always ask this question of my guests and it has to do with the fifth trait of pencil leadership that we're all created with a purpose um, and, and that purpose can leave a positive mark on the world. So when everything is said and done for you here uh, on earth, what do you hope your mark is that you left? Nothing to do with technology, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I believe that inside of every human being that their, their purpose, our, our true purpose for being here is to live a life of joy. Mm. Right. So it, it comes from inside of you. You're, you're, you're to, to have a, um, to have love in your heart and to, to have joy and happiness. 
And that is what you should leave with. Um, that's what you should touch everybody with. So yeah. if you can have an impact on everybody that you come in contact with, where you're sort of, you impact them in a way where, whether it's being empathetic or compassionate or understanding or, or um, volunteering for something or lending a helping hand or, or mentoring or whatever it is, you are bringing joy and you're, you're, you're being a guide and you're being a light to somebody else. And yeah. I can speak from being on the receiving end of this, especially over the past few years where I've gone through my own you know, really interesting transformation. That is what you need to leave. And certainly it goes without saying with your immediate family, but everybody that you come in contact with should feel that from you. Yeah. And you'll have an impact on their life. And, and, and that's, that's what it is for me. That's where I actually spend a lot of my time with, um, with that type of mindfulness and yeah. being grateful um, and meditation. And I, I, I talked to you before we came on about yeah, that. Absolutely. It is where it all comes from. Yep. And so that's what you, that's, that's really what it should be. I love it. I love that. Love life of joy and, and impart that on other people. So absolutely. That, that's amazing. So Matt, thanks again. Where could people, where do you want them to connect with you at if they have more IT questions or even just about living that life of joy? Uh, oh, I'd love to talk about that. Um, so me directly, you can use my email address and I think you're going to put up, yep, there it is. So that's awesome. You can get me directly. Um, you definitely can hit my company's website. If you want to find out about the company in general, we do all kinds of services, but I would encourage anybody who really wants to just talk and just get some guidance, um, trusted advisor, you know, knowledge. Uh, I love to just kind of chat and, and listen to what you have to say and give you my thoughts. And if we ever end up, um, you know, working together, that's great, but it's not necessary. Just feel yeah. free to reach out to me and I'll give you some advice. Awesome. Guys, definitely take advantage of that. Lots, lots of, I appreciate it. I probably will. I need to, I need to. No, no, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. You can put my LinkedIn up later if you want to. Okay. Yeah. And we'll put all the, the links in the show notes too, guys. So you'll be able to, to find how to connect with Matt in all the platforms, but, um, yeah, reach out. Definitely get connected because outside, even outside IT, like he he's just packed of knowledge, uh, of wisdom, just from his experiences, just from talking to him before the show. I could tell um, he's just he truly wants to live that life of joy and, and make a difference. So, guys, definitely connect with him um, again. Matt, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, Chris. Uh, no Appreciate problem. It. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.